0: Welcome to TLC Therapy Time. Hope you are having a wonderful day today. It is Sunday, February 16th, the weekend of Valentine's Day. So, a couple things I have talked about recently is how not to compare with to others, right? And it really has been super Um, I want to say relieving to know that you don't have to compare yourself. I hope whoever listened to it got a little bit of motivation to start your business, maybe start that new um, career path, maybe do that podcast, maybe write that blog, whatever it is. Um, I feel like I want to help others like other coaches um, not comparing, but what I know is I've been on this journey for about seven years, which is since 2012. So I would always hear people talk about alignment, right? Alignment. That was like the word, um, in 2015 or whatever year it was, maybe it was 2016. Um, and it just got overplayed, right? like i feel like once one people hear once people hear what it is they want to be aligned right i mean who doesn't want to be aligned but i feel like creative people go on their path they you know march to the beat of a different drummer if you want to say that and we really 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 focus on trying to be that you know aligned person or try to force it try to control it I just finished up a week um, week five of my how not to compare class and that came up. Um, and we hear about alignment, about surrendering. And it's like, what do I need to do to get to that place? I took a money course last year. And I swear to you, if I saw other people, you know, having things manifest within like the first day before the class started, after the class started, you know, within weeks, it took me until now to actually be able to surrender and align (laughs) with what I needed to do. And I would watch other people, other coaches, my mentors, things like that. And I would just be like lost. I'd be like, what are they talking about? You know, it's over my head and when I work with new clients, the same thing happens, you know, they look at me like, he, what are you talking about? Or I guess I don't understand, or I don't really feel like, you know, and those are all fears, right? I had the same fears. I had the same fears. Like I didn't want to, you know, say that I didn't know what they were talking about. Um, I didn't want to feel like, um, even though I was paying for these classes and that's when it really like clicks, Right. That's when you really know that if you're getting free information, if you're getting free courses, free training, I have learned that those free trainings can, they're not gonna go deep with you, right? Because you haven't invested with them. And until I actually invested a lot of money, not saying a lot of money, I don't wanna sound like it was like Scientology or anything like that, where. Um, you invest all this money, and then all you get is, you know, and that's where um the imposter syndrome comes up. Um, let me write this down because I'm kind of going off track. Imposter syndrome is when you start a business, or you start um, coaching online, or you start, you know, you look at someone and say, "I want to do that. I want to, you know, make money." Doing what I'm doing because what is the point? (laughs) I mean, people will just say, Well, I don't want to make money, I just want to help others. Yeah, that's what you say, but helping others, you know, that doesn't pay the bills, right? You want to be feel good about getting that money, feel good about getting paid. And the only way to get over imposter syndrome is when I actually started manifesting and actually learning and doing the things that, you know, my coach was talking about, or my um, direct sales coach was talking about, I didn't want to be this um, imposter online and saying, oh, do this, or, and I remember my business coach telling me, like, what can you offer? What is your passion? And I would sit there and say, well, I haven't really been successful in my career. <laughs> like, there's other people that are more successful than me. More, you know, other people that have made more money than me. But that's when my comparison started happening. I didn't know how much people were really making. They could have said they made that much money, but most of it went to, like, marketing. Or most of it went to maybe, you know, you know, they live in a nice house where... All of that income comes in and it just goes right back out, right? So that's really where I wanted to be is filling my bank account. You know, I want to make all this money, but then as soon as a bill comes, I, you know, that money's gone. And that's when you think, wow, money. And I'm going to blow your minds right now, people, but money isn't real money is not the root of all evil money is not you know money does grow on trees because it's paper all money is is paper and I grew up in a household where and I was just listening to another girl who grew up in the same town and she said it really well she said you know we grew up with all these resources but our parents not that it was their fault at all but they were stuck in this mindset that they have to pay bills. They have to get a job. They they got a job literally right out of high school our parents did. And I'm a Gen Xer, so no one taught me how to start a business. No one taught me how to and we were just talking about this last night. No one taught us how to start a business, you know. Um why I got into, you know, renting my own chair was because actually it was kind of a funny story I saw I was um I had a friend that you know he was really proud of his girlfriend and um I think it was at the time he was dating her and I never even met this girl right but we were out at an event and somebody I think somebody asked him where she was something like that. And he said where she was and it sounded so extravagant. Like she was at, uh, I don't know if she was in Las Vegas somewhere. I don't even know where she was, but just that thought of like, wow, she's working, but she's on vacation. That was just a huge concept for me. I was like, whoa, I want to do that. I always wanted to travel. And, um, so that made me think, or he said something like she is a business owner. I can't even remember the word he used. It wasn't entrepreneur because it was so long ago, it was like 2003. And I don't remember the word for it, but I didn't even know this girl. And already I was like she, you know, drove me to do this. I had no idea who this girl was, you know, if she, you know, was in direct sales, what she was doing. I still have yet to know and I never know knew what she did. Um but just the thought that she had that freedom, right? She was making money. She was, you know, it could have been, you know, she went on vacation and it was like she spent so much money going on this trip. But, and it, you know, just, it filled my passion right there. I was like, oh, I need to get out of this, you know, hourly rate. You know, I could be making money. I could be doing what I want. I could be having freedom with my kids. And that was the biggest thing that vision in my head that you know if my kids have a baseball game I won't miss out not that I was missing out because I literally had the best um bosses that were very you know le- you know they knew I was a single mom but that they knew that or that I just had that vision in my head that I was going to be this businesswoman and I was going to go on trips one day and I was going to you know have my own studio rent my own chair And be free. And I didn't know how to start that. Like, I had no idea how to start that. So I went to the bank. I got a loan thinking that's what I have to do. I have to get a loan, you know. And I didn't even need a loan, but I got one because I thought I needed a loan. And the first, you know, thing that really drove my passion is the people that said I couldn't do it. And that made me say, you know what, I'm going to prove to them, I'm going to hustle, I'm going to grind, I'm going to do this. And that's kind of where my masculine energy started kicking in. Um, I would literally, you know, talk about, you know, the that's what masculine energy is, is that take action, healthy drive. Um, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have masculine. It's just when you are over excessively in that mode all the time and go on vacations but are still working you know I heard that from a I think it was Jim Rohn that said that he used to go to the beach and he would bring his briefcase with him and he thought that was what he was supposed to do you know like being self-employed you feel like you always have to be working but what is happening in our society is everyone's busy right what are people usually doing when they're saying they're busy? You can't be busy every minute of every day or even like eight hours a day. I don't think I fill enough things up in my day to be busy for that long. Um, but it is busy work, right? It's called busy work. And our society like thrives on busy work, if you think of like the western culture that's you know we that's why there's so many um, diseases there's so many unhealthy well obviously disease comes from eating unhealthy um, excessive work plus excessive stress excessive food intake you know I remember you know, watching videos about, you know, we don't have that balance, I guess, the balance of if you, you know, work out, if you get that um, creative energy flowing by running on the treadmill, going for a run outside, going for a walk, you know, taking time to spend in nature, grounding yourself. Grounding is huge. We need to do that more. Um, Other cultures probably take naps during their um, I heard that on the radio the other day that, you know, other cultures take naps and that brings the momentum up. They say in co- like college students have more drive because most college students take naps. <laughs> I have a college student right now and she will, you know, sleep until she has to go to work. Or she come home and take a nap before she has to go to class. You know, whatever it is, vice versa. And... And I, you know, she's still growing. She's still like, people always, you know, think of what you could be achieving. but when she's awake, she's pretty much on her phone watching TikTok videos. So it really doesn't matter that if she's awake or not, you know, at least she's getting that recharge, you know. And that's something we need to do, too, is take a day off during the week just to recharge. Um, same with, you know, going on those vacations, going, you know, and people are always in fear of doing that. Like we don't have the money, we don't have the time, we don't have the energy. That's what we always say. We always say that you need it. You need time, money, energy, right? Well, what are we doing? Probably scrolling through Facebook <laughs> most of the time, you know, of I took like a little Facebook, um, Detox and it's helped me a lot. It's helped me focus so 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 much. Um, and I'll listen to podcasts and do things that like are healthier for me. You know to learn more. So yeah, what else do I want to? Oh, so kind of got in a little bit about the masculine energy, and I'm really excited about this because it's really helped me this last week. Um, it's really helped me heal to my past with my parents because I can kind of understand more about their energy and their masculine and feminine energy. If anybody has like um, kind of followed people that do this, um, I th- don't think I was open to it before. But now it's just that divine timing where I'm learning like in my own relationship that the masculine energy. And feminine has to be, you know, created in a healthy relationship. We can't have two masculine or two feminine people in a relationship. So um, even if you're single, this doesn't just require people that are married or in a relationship or have a partner. If you're single, I think I said this last time too, um, you have to have that balance, you know. You have to have that balance with like a friend or a business partner or you know maybe somebody in your life a sibling somebody that is you know going to balance that out on you so um you want to learn personal development is huge um and that's kind of what this is you know I would always sit and think like what can I offer personal development is what I teach you know I'm not a yoga instructor I you know am not uh I used to be a cosmetology instructor so and I don't want to just you know teach hair or business because I feel like business and personal development tie in and you don't get taught this at school you don't get taught that if you're creative you know and that's another thing I was listening to if you're creative you kind of get singled out right in school because you go to school it's an institution for you to memorize things (laughs) and I was horrible at memorizing and they don't give you enough time to learn the actual like you know subject you're always on to the next thing and you have to memorize more but you don't retain it right and that's the thing we struggle with Um, our son who both of my sons are very creative people And since I've already been through the system, I know what they expect of creative people. (laughs) And when you see it from a parent's view, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, my kids like were like me, my sons anyway, my daughters are like straight A students and they, you know, retain things super fast. And, you know, it's almost like they're. Retain it, and then it's like photographic memory. They remember it. I'll remember things, you know, that happened 20 years ago, but I don't remember things that I just read sometimes, right? I'm a very... And people are... Like when I was in cosmetology school, everybody there learned the same way. So we were very visual people, right? I would have to retain it by listening, taking notes... And actually doing doing it was so much. I could read and read and read and read the subject or the chapter. But it wouldn't retain in my brain unless I physically saw it. So, same with any career that is creative, you know. That's why tech schools are so great. Because they're actually just doing what they need to do, you know, in their careers. So, always feeling like, you know, when you were younger, that you weren't good enough, or um, that's kind of where what comes up for me a lot of times, because until they say that you reach, you know, who you are until you're 10 years old, what you've been exposed to will, you know, stay with you for the rest of your life, and um, if you have trauma before 10 years old, yeah, that's a huge thing. Unless you get, you know, self help. If unless you, that's why so many people medicate themselves anymore, or they um, take another path with alcohol or drugs, things like that. And most of those people, I'm not saying all of them, but they are very creative people, or they've had trauma in their life before they were 10 years old. So we could do a whole other episode on that um, theory. Or if, you know, you know that, hey, yeah, that happened to me. That's why. Um, Yeah. So as I'm thinking of this stuff, I should be writing it down. But I'm just kind of like one of those people that just sit and talk. And things go back and forth in my head. And I get my power from, you know, just talking. Talking and talking and sharing. And that's, you know... My best quality is sharing, sharing, you know, situations that I've had or teaching others. Um, I love teaching others what I've learned or from my mistakes, things like that. So get out of your head. So that's the same thing about like 10 years ago. Um, you are always, you know, in fear of investing, right? Investing in yourself. Maybe you have a fear of self-care that you, you know, feel like you don't realize it. It just comes with time where you're like, oh, wait a minute, I used to do this because you were happy and you were alive and you had desire and passion. Um, just little things. I don't know if there's any moms out there, but I know like you you know buy things for your kids all the time you'll buy something for your kid and you know you're walking around with holy yoga pants (laughs) and your kids are walking around with like you know $30 you know pants that you got or they'll go to you'll shop for them and forget about yourself you know you'll put something in your cart and you're like yeah no I shouldn't do that. The universe wants you to have those things, because they're you know otherwise the universe is gonna take it and you're gonna get you know a fee somewhere where those that twenty dollars could have went to your yoga (laughs) pants. So we always have this fear of um, money and the fear of what if you know the end of the month you're always in like the lack mode so the universe isn't going to give you anything if you always have the lack mode going on and as I'm sitting in my office looking at all of my um storage bins which is why I don't do um live videos in this office because there's so much stuff that I need to clear out space and that's one thing you need to do too is clear that energy clear that space um so you can, you know, get out of that, you know, burnout mode, right? Alright, so we talked a little about everything today. If I know it's kind of confusing, but if you are looking for more, and I'll be doing this every week. I feel like the more um, I listen to others, the more interesting my podcasts get. So if you are able to follow me, I don't want to get too much into um all of the things I've learned because it might, you know, more people will catch on. If you're starting a business, you know that fear, right? You know that fear of investing. You know that fear of putting into a coach. I do have a six-week course that's called How Not to Compare and we touch on a lot of things. We touch on, you know, comparing yourself to others, how, you know, money can be a fear that you need to get over, and what the rich people teach their kids. I always, I learned rich dad, poor dad, but now that I'm learning more of this, I realize that, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of, you know, parent you were raised by, it's all in the eyes of the universe the un- god want you know your higher power god wants you to have things you know he doesn't want you to struggle but and i'm going to get really you know spiritual here but all the things you're fearing if you could just think about that you know that's the devil the you know the master manipulator telling you these things like you're not good enough you're not worthy and feeling worthy is a thing that women have all of the time, like feel not worthy of love. Not, I'm not worthy of re, a good relationship because my parents didn't have a good relationship. You know, getting over that, the past, and healing that past. I just had a thought this morning um, that, you know, my parents, you know, they did what they could. I always had, like, this thing that, oh, my parents, you know, did this. My parents did that. You know, if I was raised in another family, maybe. or But those things taught me how to be strong. And my parents were different people. Like, you know, I'm the oldest of six siblings. And we're all different because we were all raised, you know, My parents learned more with each kid, I feel like. I was kind of like the guinea pig. But I'm not in resentment against my parents, you know. They did what they could with what they had. And most parents are, you know, if they're not like, you know, abusive. Or I'm not talking about parents, you know, that abandon their kids or things like that. But sometimes that is, you know, you never know. Sometimes they don't have a choice a lot of times. Um, with the abandonment part, not the abuse, but, um, and that's a whole nother, um, can of worms, but yeah, just knowing that you're good enough, you know, that you can charge more for your services. That's a huge thing. Or I don't live in the right area for, you know, to charge that much or, uh, people around here don't charge that's comparing. And those are lies from the master manipulator. And we'll get into that in the next podcast, I think. Um I know I don't want to wait a week, but <laughs> I get like in a flow and then um I look at the time and realize that um we can touch base on those things. But just knowing like my parents were, you know, like I said, they did what they could and my parents were straight out of high school. <laughs> like, they didn't have that time to um, develop, you know, some type of like growth at all. You know, they had me. They both, well, right after high school, they went into the workforce. A lot of b- baby boomers did that. Like, they went straight from high school to the workforce. So, they didn't have that time to grow spiritually. They didn't have that time to, you know, personal develop. They just did what they thought they should do because society told them, hey, you need to go and get a job in a factory, which was, you know, in the I come I'm from the Midwest. So that's literally what, you know, most dads, you know, did in that era. And moms, you know, were caregivers or they went into the nursing field, a lot of them. And that's pretty much like they, you know, live paycheck to paycheck. And I can tell like the energy now between my parents like there was no like um there's the male, masculine and there's the feminine. But my mom, I know, was more creative and was struggling to, you know, get out of that mold so much that my dad like wanted to be in. He was very and he still is. He still like keep up with the Joneses, you know. And which isn't a bad thing, you know. Sometimes that is, you know, just sometimes when I go home it's kind of a relief because there's consistency, right? And that's where I get a lot of my masculine energy from is him, you know, being that consistent role model and you know, being the provider. When I was a single mom, you know, I got that from him. You know, just go work, come home, do your stuff. And I was always battling the universe. I was always trying to control the situation. And I know now that, you know, what I learned was I should have just waited. And patience, and that's the thing too, like me and my daughter went to get a car yesterday. And she, she's been wanting a car since, you know, August. (laughs) And, you know, we've been wanting to go find the right car for her. There's just, you know, a lot of cars out there, but they're not the right one. And it just kind of hit me that, you know, yesterday the universe said, this is your time to get a car. And she got the car of her, like, I don't know if it's her dream car, but it is her car that she's wanted and she was very happy, she didn't settle, and that she had saved the money to put down, and that I hope that sticks with her um, to do that, because it helps you out in the end if you have, you know, any type of business, any type, you know, you want to have that like, feeling of excitement, so, I am going to Sign off here today, and we will catch up on the next therapy time. Thank you. Welcome to episode on creating space to be the most authentic person you can be. I am your host, Tara, and I have been working on this spiritual business coaching for about three years, right? So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, what it takes to find the right coach and how to align with the right Um, business and what your true purpose is right okay so where do I want to start today it is a super like rainy gloomy day yesterday I am in the Midwest and yesterday was like 70 degrees and we're in March so it's always like unpredictable what the weather is gonna be so I thought today would be a perfect day to do my podcast this is only my third episode but i was actually on a call last night with a couple other goddesses that one lives in florida and the other one lived i think in australia or no i know it's australia so okay a couple things i want to talk about is how to align your purpose your business your family i am a mother of five so my days are super chaotic right and i've been on this journey for about 10 years in building my business, or what used to be called like your empire. Right now, I am no Jay Z or Beyonce, <laughs> but I do feel like as a power couple, you have to align your relationship. Now, whether you're married, sig- single, or have a like business partner, there's always, or even if you work. Um, in a type of field where you have management, there's always personalities that clash, right? So we actually own a construction business. We do remodeling. I actually do not do remodeling. but when I um, we started our relationship, we had a lot to heal. Our past was very um, similar but in the same sense um we had to kind of align our path which we were just talking about this last night um my um i want to say um we have been me and my um soon to be um real estate partner and we have been together for about 10 years we have 10 ki- 10 kids sorry i was reading a text message while i was doing that we have um, three kids together. Um, I had two kids from a pre- previous relationship. And a couple of things I have had to deal with, a lot of it, has been with our relationship. And building a business, um, we have been building our businesses separately. We've kind of been in this competitive mode, which we didn't even realize until just a few weeks ago. I started listening to a podcast podcast. Um, a couple that are in Canada and a lot of things you don't see like on HGTV um, like all of the behind the scenes stuff you just see this like facade of their lives probably right and I always wanted that I wanted that perfect relationship and I wanted that perfect you know equal like business you know being a kick-ass couple that you know, we could go out and do our thing and come home and enjoy our life, right? Well, that doesn't always work in the real world. We have a, a we've had to have a lot of come to Jesus moments. <laughs> and even just today, like we're talking about money, which always gets us. We're very, um, we we've been actually a lot better. I took a money mentality course, um, about a year ago. And that's kind of how our, um, I opened up how I've been struggling with money and how I've been kind of taking the back seat to being a business owner before I met Luke. Um we were um Luke is my um partner's name and we've been together like I said for about 10 years and we have not we're not married yet. Um <laughs> so I really don't want no to call him if I call him my boyfriend cuz that sounds kind of cheesy. We've been together too long for that. So I call him my partner, but then that kind of seems like we're like he's a woman, right? <laughs> so anyway, okay. So I've been following um a lot of business coaches, and what I am drawn to is the more business spiritual aspect of it, and it gets a little you know woo woo, but it does help with your inner self. A lot of us are in this like. I want to say we compare ourselves to others. That's a huge thing. When I talk to other women, that's one thing that they really want to get over. And I've said it before, like social media is a huge thing. You compare yourself every day. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'll have my coffee I will do a little like reading or something online and then if it's not a podcast I'm listening to, I'll like start scrolling through Facebook and start comparing myself to everyone else. Like what did they do this weekend? Um, Yesterday, I took my kids to Carver Hawkeye Arena, which is um, in Iowa City and a lot of things I brought back my you know my I want to say my how do I want to say this I brought back my sense of who I am right I grew up in a small town and very athletic town Um, we just have had so much success this month at um, state championships and I really do believe it was because our generation um was very athletic and I feel like I was more athletic in dance and gymnastics that was more my passion even though I tried like volleyball um basketball and all of those things I obviously wasn't coordinated enough to do that but then that always brought my self-esteem and my self-worth down um I loved softball And I was in softball till, like, I think my sophomore year in high school. And then I thought, well, this is taking too much of my summer. So I got out of it. But I always... Then I was thinking to myself yesterday, I'm like, my body was built for gymnastics. Like, that's what I was built for. Obviously, I'm not tall enough, you know, to be in basketball. And when I was in basketball, I didn't think I was good enough for that reason. Where my... We didn't have a gymnastics team, so in our small town, if we wanted to do gymnastics, we would have to, you know, drive into a bigger town and pay a lot of money. You know, it took time. I was the oldest of five kids too, so my mom and dad didn't really have time to take me to gymnastics, so I would practice with my friend who, her her daughter or her Her mom would take her to gymnastics in Cedar Rapids and other places surrounding. So that was fun. I would always travel with them, you know, to go to gymnastics. And as soon as I would walk into, you know, that arena, my like vibe would like go up. And that happened to me yesterday. And I'm like, wow, why haven't I done this in a while? Why haven't I taken my kids to like something like this? Um, it really is my passion, is to have not only me, I mean, I'm too old to do it, but my kids, I want them to thrive in what they really, really are passionate about. And I think as parents, we all want that. And then when they get into junior high, you know, they start like going into different directions with what they really want to do. I think their peers introduce them to more things than... You know, my my son was in football and wrestling in junior high, but it was because his friends were. And then when he developed new friendships, <clears throat> he wasn't really interested in those things. And I feel like too once you hit like a certain age, um your your peers become more of your influences than your parents, right? So I I really didn't want to push my kids, but I wanted to open them up to different things um, that I wasn't able to, you know, do as a kid. And I think that's what we do as parents, you know. But going back to our generation, um, I was very, um, like I said, I was very um, passionate about, but I just didn't, um, I just didn't keep it up, Right. And I love to exercise. I love going for walks. I now my passion is more towards yoga and doing like things like that, as well as um, dancing. I feel like my sister has a dance studio, um, and I feel like that was just our you know release, our outlet, right? Is to dance and things like that. <clears throat> so, creating space for that is huge. Um, I've always wanted to incorporate, incorporate some type of way to balance your business because being a self-employed business owner, we work from home a lot. So we don't get out and we don't enjoy, um, a lot of our, you know, things we really want to do because we feel like we have to be working all the time, right? We feel like we have to, um overcompensate being self-employed being you know our own boss type of thing like we have to you know do the nine to five and we have to kind of balance it all plus doing laundry at home (laughs) I feel like being a mom you know there's always laundry to do there's always dishes you know to put in the dishwasher and creating space and we might as a couple have different ways of doing that now luke for example i'm just going to call him my husband because it's easier to do that he um he goes into his office and when he's in his office he's super concentrated like he is focused right and that's his masculine i And I want to talk a little bit about masculine and feminine energy. I've talked about it before in my podcast. But I think it's a great way to kind of realize that um, us as women need to do things more creatively. Um, That's our feminine energy is to be creative. And me being a hairstylist for over 15 years, I always embraced that creativity. Because it was almost like empowering right to be a hairstylist and you can say you're creative because that's all you know we see hairstylist being but I was more in the business aspect of it too I always you know like the um, part of hairstyling where you own your own business you own your own salon you take care of your own bookwork. work um, you're it's a very motivated thing for me to have that control, but then when I met my husband um, ten years ago, it was more like he was attracted to that motivated part of me, of making money, of doing the thing, of having you know almost like that independence. But then when we tried to combine our lives it was almost like we were struggling, like we were struggling (laughs) to be um, better than each other, right, it was more competitiveness between us, and we've been on that path for a while, and didn't know how to, you know, be together, to make money, to create a business together, Um, because he was very in control, very, he's very like um, linear when it comes to business, like, it's his way or no way. Right. And I'm the same way. Like he can't tell me what to do with my business or I get very angry. I feel like not worthy of, you know, his, I don't want to say not worthy of his, um, but he's never like, that's the thing. He's never complimented me on my success. And I think that was one thing that I really needed from him was being, you know, that competitive person, I needed him to, you know, give me gratitude. And then I would turn to like social media for that, you know, those likes for people that did like congratulate me on being successful or what, you know, whatever it was, if I, you know, had a good day or if I, you know, did something by myself. And when I was single, and had my own business was a single mom I would get that all the time from people you know I would get told I was a good mom I would get told I was this and that but when you're in a relationship (laughs) it's almost like you don't get you know we don't pat each other on the back enough I mean we did yeah at first when it was like the honeymoon stage they say like that's the first couple months or first couple years of a relationship and then it was very like after that I mean, we, I mean, we had some major, like, doozies, right? Where the way he did his business, um, he was, I mean, I always knew that he was very, very good with money, very, but he was also very frugal, and that's where my lifestyle came in differently than his, you know, I was always brought up in having the best of the things, you know, having the new car. My dad always has a new car. Um we, you know, you go back home and our um houses are always where I'm from, our houses are always well, you know, brand new. And I was coming into a lifestyle where he was more like remodeling, you know, and getting all his ducks in a row and then after like you know how many years being together I was like okay come on now we need to have new things you know and his friends were all buying new houses and I was like when is it our turn right to buy a new house and you know I just had to be patient and we really and then I started like embracing his style but I lost mine I lost my sense of feeling worthy of material things. Um, And abundance isn't bad. It's not a bad thing. When I was taking this money course, it's not bad to want, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to compare myself to yoga pants right now. You know, I would go to like Target to get my yoga pants, where at the time, I guess, Target yoga pants weren't as good as, you know, they are at like, know getting the brand name but I think now they do have brand name but anyway not I'm not gonna say Target then because they have the champion yoga pants and I would just get my yoga pants wherever you know wherever they were like 20 bucks you know cuz I felt like that was all I was worth for yoga pants and this is just a scenario right of yoga pants But then when I started wearing, um, my daughter would buy yoga pants that were more expensive. And I just was like, you spent that much on yoga pants? Are you crazy? You know, and then once I like wore her yoga pants, I was like, wow, these fit really good. You know, they suck in your stomach. They make you feel good. Like you're not just wearing yoga pants. You know, I feel like you're wearing, you know, it's really like making you feel like you're worth more, right? If that makes sense to everyone. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be yoga pants. It can be anything, like brand name things. I just haven't been buying brand name things well because I'm a mom. And I did not I would always give my kids more than what I needed, right? Especially like now I'm a real estate agent. And for a while I was, you know, kind of like didn't want to get that, you know, stigma of needing a brand new car to be a real estate agent because that's all they say, you know, most real estate agents can't afford the car they drive because not all real estate agents are making, you know, the big money. Um, they, there's an 80 20 rule that 80% of the agents aren't doing, you know, 20, wait, sorry, 20% of the agents are doing 80% of the work and in Cedar Rapids, it's super competitive. Like the average um real estate agent only sells like four houses. So that's where my self-worth started coming in too. Is being a full-time mom, a full-time realtor and owning, you know, a business. I was still trying to keep that all, you know. I didn't want to let go of anything. And then this year it kind of shifted. Where I'm like, okay, I have to let go of something, right? What is it going to be? Well, obviously, hairstyling is something I really have a passion for, but I also wanted to shift into coaching and coaching business, small business owners, coaching stylists. I was a commercial agent and um, just even getting into that mode again, right? Being a commercial agent and, you know, connecting with commercial business and owning that, like owning my truth, what I really, really, really want to do. So yeah, and that is my story a little bit, but I just wanted to tell you like where I'm going with this <laughs> if it makes sense. And um I love love love, you know, helping others. And I really felt like I needed to do more before I started coaching. Like I didn't want to coach people if I wasn't in my power, right? So I started this page um TLC consulting and mindset. Biz, I think it said business consulting and mindset um, about a year ago because I was talking to others that were in California and they were like, well, I looked at your Facebook page, but it doesn't say anything about you coaching. And I'm like, well, because I haven't gone public with it. And they're like, you have to go public. And then once I took that advice, I did open this page up, but I'm like, how am I going to how am I going to incorporate it into... I was always worried about explaining myself all the time. Because people would be like, oh, you know, you're a hairstylist. How are you... Are you doing the real estate too? Or are you still doing the... You know, they couldn't grasp the sense of that I was a hairstylist and a real estate agent. So then I thought, well, if I transfer into being a business coach too, people are really going to get f- confused. And I was afraid I would lose clients in real estate, because they'd be like, oh, well, she's just a coach now, so yeah, so it all comes together now, because we started working, me and my husband started working together on it, so he's getting his real estate license, and I can work more on my passion, which is super exciting, um, and I feel like men do not have that. Um, when it comes to like those fears I mean he has fears of his own but listening to like the masculine energy and the feminine energy and you have to have both honestly because once I started embracing my feminine energy more of being the caregiver of doing more things with my kids and not trying to be in that business mode all the time like there's a time and a place for it right there's a time where you can be motivated Um, but then you also have to have your feminine. Same with men. If you're more of a masculine type person, you have to balance that creativeness. Oh, and this is another thing. We, um, the first time, I think it was like 2012, I started really embracing like the, I don't want to say like the spiritual or woo woo stuff, but Um, we were literally about to break up in 2012. We had probably the worst year ever and, um, we just weren't, I don't know what it was and I, I could probably go back to that time and realize what it was, but, um, a lot of it had to do with, um, finding ourselves and how I wasn't like building him up enough, um, in his business, so he could take care of me, and that 's what you have to do for your partner. You have to build them up in order for them to take care of you so that 's not only in relationships it 's also in business right if you 're not building you know your peers up if you 're not building your partner up more than likely if you 're working by yourself that 's huge too because I was trying to do this all by myself and acted like i didn't need anyone right. <laughs> I was very occupied of being like that independent woman. But what I didn't realize was when I was an independent, you know, person, when I had my independent studio, I still had support around me. Right. I had other stylists um, in my building that we would support each other looking back. Um, and I also had a whole community like I was very active in my community and I, you know, had people supporting me. So, that's something too. You know, you need that support. And if you don't get it from your partner, um, sometimes you have to just go out and get it from a network or people that really, like, understand you. <clears throat> so, networking really helps me. And it also helps me, you know, see when other people say, okay, I'm doing this. I'm like, ooh, I could do that, right? Right? Like, yeah, I can do that. If she can do it, I can do it. Same with, like, being a hairstylist, you know. We would always support each other, but there was always that competitive edge between us. Like, we didn't want, you know, others to know what we were doing to be successful. (laughs) And that's why I started doing business coaching. Same with real estate. There's always that group of people that don't want to tell you. That's how it was in commercial real estate anyway. They didn't want to tell you how they were successful They didn't want to tell you how they were taught because then they feel like you're going to steal like their, you know, clients, which is so crazy to me because there is so many people in this universe (laughs) that you can, you know, get business from. So, especially with online, right? I I mean, last night I was talking to a girl in Florida because we just hopped on a Zoom meeting together and we like kind of just talked and talked and I told her, You know, I don't know how to expand my business because I feel like, you know, the Midwest is so, you know, we're, we're known to be closed minded. And she's like, that is so funny that you say that because I thought that way in Florida, because I live in a community that has, um, you know, an older, like, it's like a retirement area. She's like, but when you tell people what you're actually doing, and I hope she doesn't mind if she is listening, um, that I'm using her as an example um that once you like get that word out and that's something i've been afraid of doing is getting that word out of my business so anyway i do have a great great opportunity um i have a course out right now it's called be authentic it's a 7 week course and it'll help you overcome all those fears you know of putting yourself out there of you know not wanting to compare yourself to others um is always a thing and we do touch on I think now I mean I have really embraced that balance of being yourself telling your truth owning your truth um you know it's kind of like that song um the home if you, you guys are ever listened to Kelsey ballerini I think She has a song called um, Homecoming Queen and it talks about like how we were raised, you know, to, you know, be strong like your dad. And then, you know, the mom always swept things under the rug just to like have that pretty face and, you know, look, look the part, right? And that was something we got taught early on in being a hairstylist, fake it till you make it. And some take it to the extreme of being authentic. Well, you don't have to be totally like, you know, come out with no makeup on and, you know, look like you just rolled out of bed. That's really not being authentic. That's, you know, kind of hiding or masking the fact that, you know, you are worthy. You are worthy um, to look your best and put your best foot forward, right? Kind of talks about more of, and that kind of goes into the money thing too, like, we all try to be like on the same level and then if you try to like break out of that and up level you feel like you're being i i don't want to say like narcissistic or feel like you're judging others or feel like um that you're just want to be better and that's it's okay it's okay to embrace that like Go out and do your thing and not worry what other people think. That was huge, huge, huge when I broke that, um, when I broke those fears. And I'll teach you how to break out of those and do kind of what I do. <clears throat> so awesome, awesome, yay. And no one can be like you. You are your authentic self. And it's eleven eleven. 11 What a perfect time to end this. Okay, have a wonderful day and hope to see you for another TLC Therapy Time. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to TLC Therapy Time. I am your host, Tara, and I am just out getting some necessities for the next couple weeks. Um, We have actually been very blessed um, to be able to stock up pretty well. Um, I'm in front of Aldi's right now and I just wanted to get on here and see how this has changed everybody's mentality, right? I feel like when I'm out in public now people smile at you, they say, Excuse me. We're kind of getting back into that feeling um that I've always grew up with um in the Midwest, that Midwest nice. And I kind of did a little bit of a post about that today in my um, community group and my business page. So, sorry if my breath is a little heavy. I just lifted (laughs) six bottles of wine and a big, huge um, gallon of fruit juice for my kids and a couple gallons of milk. So, I don't have the coronavirus, knock on wood. I'm just out of breath from that. So, and just even talking to people in line. I mean, I remember my grandpa who has passed um, in my family have always like just sat and talked to people in line. And I just feel like this might be something. Hopefully it continues. But I feel like this is how, you know, whoever you want to say, God, our creator wants us to be, you know, all of the human race um, should help each other out. All the time not just like in places of trauma I mean we've been through 9-11 and all that feeling I remember being downtown at Capri and just that feeling it kind of has the same feeling um, the same energy as everybody's you know looking at each other you know saying it again it was just crazy I went to into um, Target today and I went into all these and the same thing I mean, yeah, people are more like worried, um, but they're just spending more time and like acknowledging people. And I've been um, talking to some healers too, and all around, you know, in Australia, in Beverly Hills, in California, um, San Diego, or yeah, San is it San Francisco and Florida, but they all have the same, um, sorry, I'm going to get a drink of water here. They all have the same mentality. Like surround yourself with the positive things on Facebook. I see so many people like being offended about. I mean I don't see it as much on my post or on my page. and Or what is it? News feed. Sorry. On my news feed. Because I do like follow a lot of people that are more positive minded. As well as you probably do too. If you're on my Facebook I'm pretty sure you're the same um, type of person as me. and But then you get that one person once in a while, and it could be a family member, um, that you're like, you want to heal them. But sometimes you just can't. You just have to like hold on loosely and don't let go, right? Hold on loose. It's kind of like that song. Hold on loosely, don't let go. If you cling too tightly, you're going to lose control. And I've done that in my life. I've done it with, you know... Relationships. I've done it with my kids um, when they were in junior high. I just wanted to hold on to them. But now I just have to release that and feel like, you know, people are going to make their own choices. They're going to do whatever it takes, you know, to keep that fear mode out. And it's okay if you're sarcastic, if you're sharing things, you know, that you might think, oh, that's a cool idea. But then somebody's like, well, actually, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's not how it works and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Who cares if, you know, my best friend from high school, you know, totally believes in um, the healing and anti-vax and all of that stuff. And I keep thinking to myself, there's a reason why we met. There's a reason why I met each other. And every one of you on this earth. And the same reason I signed up for a money mentality course. And now my um, community has grown with people that I wouldn't have before been able to connect with. And I would have been living in this like fear mode too. If I didn't like listen to people for the last three years in the healing um, wellness industry, right? As long as you take precautions, as long as you keep, you know living your life, not, you know, being aware, but you know, not feeling like, how do I want to say this? Being aware, you know, being respectful with things being closed right now. Small businesses are getting hurt probably a ton, but luckily there is a light, right? There's a stimulus um, going out right now for people that have small businesses. And that's one thing that I'm happy that you know, our president right now, and you can, you know, like Trump or you don't have to like Trump, but he knows what it's like, you know, to have that business mindset, not just feeling, you know, there, I mean, I remember Obama being very empathetic and, you know, he wanted change and all of that stuff, which is great, but sometimes you have to balance, and this is what I'm saying this for, balance the empathy with the business mindset. I'm all, I was all empath. I used to be super empathetic towards people and, you know, give my services away pretty much for free because I felt bad for people. And I was just talking to my son today about it. You know, he's very creative mindset, but he's also like an engineer. So he's got both of our qualities where, you know, he's very creative and, but then has that mathematical engineer linear way of doing things too and he was talking about he wanted to invent a video game he's not a video game player but he wants to create a video game and this morning Luke's like I said well why don't you ask your dad about that stuff because I'm good at like the design part but your dad would be better at like the engineering part and making things mechanical things like that and um then my you know Luke was like He's like, well, you put this on me and I don't, you know, he started getting like those blocks about Caleb, like, well, he can't do this because this and this, and I don't know what I'm doing. So, and I said, Luke, hold on. He's 10 years old. You know, the world is your oyster when you're 10 years old. You really need to, you know, give, you know, feed his creativity, you know, even if it's not going to work, at least he's trying and I said to him, remember when you were that age and your parents knocked down everything that you might have, like, said you wanted to do, right? My parents, same way. Not so much like they were knocking down my um, my goals, my dreams, but it was almost like their mindset was just not at that point. And it wasn't their fault, Um I'm sure now their mindset has totally changed, but they were, you know, very able to say no right away. And I'm the same way as a parent too. Sometimes like, no, you can't do that. You know, you're afraid you're fearing, you know, you don't want your kids to get hurt. You know, my dad's a huge person for that. You know, every time I have you know, started a new business, you know, when I went in un, into business my own, you know, his favorite word is, I don't know, Tara, I don't know, and we always joke about it, because, you know, he worked in a factory all his life, and um, it's always like, well, if a, a guy from, you know, his place of work did it, then, you know, then he accepts it easy, sorry. easily-er, sorry, <laughs> easily so yeah, there's just times where I, you know, I my intuition was there, but my fears got away from me, right? And this is a great time to expand those cre- creative times, right? We have all the access we can. You know, before internet, we probably had those fears of, oh, only rich people can do this. If I had more money, I could do this. You know, now we have sources of income for cash flow while you're building your business online or the vi- vice versa. You might want a storefront. So, yeah, let's build, figure out a way to sell products online, um, do the thing, and even coaching. Coaching is exploding right now. I know so many people that are getting into the coaching and consultant industry. And that's kind of where I'm at. I've always put, you know, it on the back burner. Like I wanted my real estate um, business. I thought I had to prove myself. I wanted my real estate business to take off. Well, now I can hold on loosely and don't let go of it. I'm still training a lot in real estate. I'm still like taking this time to watch webinars, to build my database and things like that. Where when when I was a hairstylist for 15 years... I couldn't do all of the things, right? I couldn't build my database while I was behind the chair. I couldn't market as much because I was busy serving others. And if you are a hairstylist, um, you know how it is. And same in real estate. If you're out showing houses and you're busy all the time, then you don't have that time to, you know, fill up your database or market yourself but then you always think, okay, I, ha- I need to make money before I market myself. Well, what if it that wasn't true? What if you trusted that the money will come in somehow? Being a um, admin, you know, people think you have to hire an admin, which I did my first year in real estate. I hired a friend, and she was my admin. And I got like slack from my um, broker saying, "Why are you doing this?" I'm like, "Well." I am in the salon, you know, 80% of the time. So that 20%, I, you know, I'm showing commercial buildings, you know, I'm doing the thing. So I don't have time to check my emails. I don't have time to do this. But he was those old school brokers, you know, that sat in his office all day. And, you know, it reminds me of Anchorman <laughs> where he sat in a very like pristine type, you know, feeling And who gave him that, you know, like he probably wasn't, you know, was the person 25 years ago or 35 or 45. I don't even know how long he's been around, but that was, you know, running around, you know, looking for ways to build his business, too. Okay, so. So that's really the gist of it. Um, Just. Feeling the feeling, right? Trusting your instinct. Going back to square one maybe during this time. And thinking of how to build your business. Those are the exciting times, you know. And when I started real estate, that's when I had my most motivation. You know, I was telling everybody I was a real estate agent. I wasn't being a secret agent because I felt like that was something I could do. Because I had a license. Same as being a hairstylist. I had a license so I could... Proclaim to everyone that I was a hairstylist. I don't have a coaching certificate, but i do actually i do um it's through uh a business coach that I took classes um it was called being i think being a badass business coach, but she you know we do get a certificate at the end of that so um and those are the feelings I have to get over like. I've been an instructor for how many years? I have a background in psychology. Um, I was, you know, in teaching. And I always had those things like, well, I didn't really do anything, you know, but I did. I think of all the things that um, I've experienced. Um, I was in nursing school for a little bit. I was a CNA, you know. I was a tech at the hospital. And when people, you know forget <laughs> that you know everybody has a background right there's so many things you can do with your background what i can do you know helping others with their wellness with their nutrition my sister's a nutritionist um and she will teach me things about you know what foods to eat what helps with inflammation you know and i go back to those like strong ways you know my whole family are entrepreneurs i feel like um You know, we, we all, my, one of my sisters is a massage therapist. Um, My other one has her own dance studio and she has multiple actually. So knowing that we came from something, some type of creative background gives me that feeling of, yeah, we can achieve this. You know, we all, you know, my brother, you know, he's a marketing major He loves marketing. He loves getting out there and like marketing other people's business and branding them. I'm the same way. I kind of want to be in the background doing things, but still, you know, keep, keep, you know, up and coming of new technology, things that are, you know, might seem hard at first, but knowing how to market myself by, you know, he could probably do it faster, but As you do things, you get, it gets easier. And those are the things I want to coach and consult on. So leadership skills as well. Um, There's a lot of people out there that um, have that ability to lead, to lead a team, you know, to lead a network of people. And that's something that I can, you know, refer you to if you have like fears um, of who to connect with, who to talk to, things like that. So that was my main thing. I was in networking for so long that it almost feels like easy to like refer someone to, you know, if you're looking for this type of um, product or if you're looking for this time of relationship and stay, this is a thing too, stay around people that are super positive. Um, If you get in with the wrong network, the wrong crowd, surround yourself with like, Those people that are very draining of your energy, the vampire energy. I see it all the time online, you know. um, You want to tell other people, like, stay away from them because of your experience, but you can't. They're going to have to learn on their own, right? And the whole, like, I told you so feeling comes up as well. Like, I told you, I told you that person was not a good person. I've been around narcissistic people. I've learned the hard way. My, You know, Luke is always about that. My partner, he's always telling me, you know, that person, he's got a good intuition of people. He can feel energy about someone, which is really, you know, it's really woo-woo. But once I realized that, yeah, he's right, like 99.9% of the time, then I actually realized, yeah, I will stay away from those people. And he coaches me too all the time. Like, you know, if I was talking to someone who, you know, wanted like I was feeding negative energy to them or feeding their negative energy but I'm same thing I'm an emotional person you know I want somebody to like me or I want to prove that I'm you know right or doing the right thing all the time (laughs) even if it risks the fact that you know I might be feeding them that what they want and those are hard things to deal with, too. Those are hard pills to swallow because a lot of times, you know, I think people are all good and that's coming from my place of being raised. Like, I believe most people are good. Um, and I remember being in Las Vegas, right? The biggest town in the world that has, like, the shadiest people and I I, you know, coming from the Midwest, I always felt like people just need to, you know, be treated nicely and then they'll be okay. They won't, you know, have these, um, how do I want to say it? I can give examples. First time I was in Vegas by myself, um, well, not by myself. I went down to the strip and I think I was like 23 years old at the time, right? And We were going down to the Strip, and um, most people that live in Vegas, like, they don't want to go down to the Strip ever because it's so touristy, things like that. And so I really wanted to go to the Strip, and I went with um, my ex's sister, who was probably, like, in junior high at the time. She had more, like, street smarts than I did, right? We pulled up, and this was the time when I think they used to always um, valet, they had valets standing in front of each casino. So no matter who you are, what you drove up in, they would come out, you know, and be super smoochy, you know, didn't matter what you were driving. They'd still like compliment you and make you feel good about yourself. Right. So I didn't have any dollars on me. Like I didn't have any money on me. Um, I think we were just going down to just kind of check things out. I didn't have any cash on me or maybe I did. I can't remember, but, um, he was expecting a tip and I didn't give him a tip. I was like, okay, thank you. You know, Midwest nice. And I look in my rearview mirror and I see him cussing me out and throwing a ticket at me. And right then I'm like, whoa, I am super out of my element. Right. Now, when I go to Vegas, I play, you know, I'm kind of like Molly's game. Just kidding. I don't gamble. But I do know how to work, you know, the hotels. And I know that they have, you have, there's a way to get things for free. And I totally believe in that. I believe like my, um, when I went out there the last time, it was my daughter's graduation. And I booked the hotel probably like three months in advance, right? Right. Booked it at the MGM. I was super excited to finally stay at a fancy hotel because I felt like I was worthy of this. It's my daughter's graduation. And I felt like she and her friends could come over and hang out at the pool and she'd be very excited for that, right? I'm checking my time here. Um so we did that and I get to the hotel. I was so tired. Waited in line probably like an hour and a half two hours you know by myself carrying luggage like I always do I always travel by myself usually and I'm sitting there waiting to get in get in the front of the line and there was this Asian woman um and luckily I got her (laughs) because I don't I worked with a lot of people in that hotel that week and luckily I wasn't just shunned away like most of the smooth type people but I could handle myself pretty well Um, so she was like, looking up my account or my reservation and she said, we don't have anything here for you. Did you book it with us directly? I'm like, no, I booked it through a third party, unfortunately. And this has happened before to me. So I knew how to handle it because when you're on a plane, usually that's when they, um, check you in. And if you don't reply or respond, it's the weirdest thing ever They cancel your reservation when you're literally on a plane (laughs) and, um, especially like, you know, it takes a while to, um, I don't know if I like put, I think they told me that they were, they tried to confirm me like a week ago, but I had no email proof of it. So anyway, she ended up giving me a room. She said, just, you know, check in tonight. You know, I was almost I was in tears. I'm like, it's my daughter's graduation and she lives here in Vegas and I have nobody here, you know, and it was true. Um, And she's like, let's just figure this out. You can call your, you know, other party. The other party wasn't answering or something at the time. It was probably this low budget, you know, place or whatever. So right there, I'm like, you know, I just got screwed over. I already, you know, paid for my, um, deposit and everything for the hotel. So then ends up, she gave me a room, which was an actual better room. And those things always happen to me. You know, something bad happens and I just say, okay, if not this, then something better. She gave me another room. It was a better room than what I, you know, booked myself for. And... I didn't realize that you had to put, um, I think it was like a hundred dollar deposit. I thought you just had to put a hundred dollar deposit down for the whole week. Well, the MGM, they make you put a deposit down for every night, which was over $600, I think. Um, and I didn't have that much to, you know, I had brought so much money to spend in my account and things like that. I was like, oh great. I'm going to have to like get some money transferred in my account somehow. Right. Okay. Long story short, the week was a disaster. I had to keep re... (laughs) But there was a way that it all worked out in the end, right? Every day I'd have to go down to the front desk, explain my situation. Um, The third party, I finally got, you know, a hold of them. And they apologized profusely for what happened. They ended up um, refunding all of my, um, my stay. So I literally got a free stay out of it. Um And the deposit just kept like kicking in, so they just would you know cancel my room, and every night I would use the same hundred dollars every night. It was so crazy how the universe works, so then I'm like, holy shit, it's working. This is working for my benefit. you know i didn't freak out i didn't fear i mean i may it's okay to fear too that's one thing too. People in the wellness industry, in the health industry, um, or anything, you know, I, you know, whatever you believe in spiritually, there is a time to fear, right? You can have emotions and you're not Gandhi, right? I get so frustrated when I talk to somebody that's going through like, uh, what do I want to say? A spiritual change and they act like, you know, they can't be angry at someone or they can't have feelings they just have to be numb right so if you're into those types of gurus change your gurus because those people are fake as hell I'm sorry to say it but every we have free will on this world right God made us have free will we have a choice to be angry or sad and it's okay to be that way it's okay to be fearful as long as you realize this is not, you know, what is this? What does somebody say? I heard it and I can't think of it. Um, It's a great, great um, saying. Um, I love, I love the thought of it. I can't think of it right now. This is not my energy, right? This is not me. This is not who I am. You know, think back. I know it's okay to you know go back into that like little girl that wasn't you know was so creative was you know in gymnastics always did the thing because had fun you know emotions happen as long as you can shift out of them and um don't feel depressed I was literally in my hotel room um after my daughter's graduation because and I can tell you this by experience I was like, um, in a situation where someone was always trying to, you know, get the upper hand of my daughter and that's okay. I've forgiven those people. And, um, but at the time I did not want to forgive. I did not want to forgive people, you know, that took my, my right, my God given right as a mother. And I felt so defeated. I felt so hopeless. Um, and obviously, you know, everybody would tell me, my friends, my, you know, people that I like, um, um, people that I actually, um, confided in, they said, you know what, this too will pass. You know, she will realize what's going on. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I feel like, you know, I've failed as a mother. I have failed as a person because someone else was trying to take, you know, that place. And it all ended up, you know, for the greater good, right? We all think that. We all have those moments. And mine was years. Like, I was in a deep depression for about three years, but still living my life as normally as I could, but inside I was breaking down. I was, it's almost like the girl in the Titanic and I've had many moments in my life, but then I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth, you know, the heartache. I know I have so much empathy for people, but sometimes you just have to release it and let it go and realize it's out of your control, right? Right. So if you are going through a lot right now, um, I will tell you there is, you know, someone out there that's looking after you. And, um, I just happened that night at, when I was in my hotel room, I think it was the next morning, you know, I woke up and I had a meeting. It was really weird. I had a scheduled, um, call with another girl and, um... I believe she lived in New York, but she was just offering um, a free, um, a free consultation. And the words she said, and I wish I w- I wrote them down, and I'm probably sure I'll find it somewhere, but I wrote it down on a um, notepad from the hotel. And the things she said just shifted me out of that fear, like right away. Like, and then my daughter ended up calling me, spent the day with me. And all was good, right? All was good. I, you know, I always have those times in Vegas where I feel alone. I feel like, you know, everybody else is, you know, having a good time. But then I think, okay, Tara, enjoy your time here. Enjoy what you can. You know, enjoy the time away from your kids. Relax. Look around. Shop. Remember the times you were excited. You know, to be by yourself, excited, you know, to be that independent person that walked around Caesar's Palace, you know, and enjoyed the first time you were in Vegas, right? So, those are things I can tell you and by experience. And I'm going to kind of log off here, but just know that, you know, if you can't control somebody or control, (laughs) if you can't control somebody, if you can't control other people's actions, There's nothing you can do about it, right? Social media is huge for that. I remember um, when I first logged in or when I first, when social media, Facebook was first popular. I remember um, we were joking where I worked at about um, someone put as their status, um, I left my shoes at the gym and we would die about that and we would talk to each other about it like oh my gosh they left their shoes at the gym why are they telling the whole world this but now that's what social media is like everybody tells everything you know I do the same thing I used to log into social media like once a week and that was the max you know I would log in Put in a status and they'd be done with it. And the statuses, when I look back at them, are so hilarious. Like I would put a status in if I went to a movie and it would be so vague. The status would be so vague. Like, what are you thinking? Well, I thought the movie would be a different ending or something random like that. But I remember that time, like who I was at the movie with, what we were talking about. And it was a personal joke, right? So I'm very sarcastic. I was raised that way. And so when I see other people posting like, you know, their funny memes, I'm okay with it because I know that's how, you know, my sister copes with things. I could call her today and she would make me laugh so hard and forget, you know, that's why people post these funny memes or, you know, little tricks that they've used, you know, for little things. It's not serious. We're not all like... We don't have to be serious all the time and everything we post doesn't have to be a hundred percent fact checked, you know, and scoped out and whatever. Like, it's just ridiculous how people take Facebook seriously. Like, oh my God, don't post that because other people are going to realize that are going to try that at home. Like if you are that stupid and try these like home remedies at home that someone else posts, then here's your sign. Seriously. You're not going to survive if that's how you feel, you know? (laughs) Uh, I just pray for those people that, you know, are the sheeple of the world that think everything is true on Facebook and can't swipe up and do those long posts about like, I'm going to start deleting people because I can't handle what they're posting. Like, just ignore it, right? That's my two cents for the day. I'm gonna get out of the Aldi's parking lot and go home and drink one of my eight bottles of wine that I purchased. <laughs> no joke. So if you're looking for a good wine, I'll kind of say this right now. The Moscato, and maybe I shouldn't say this to the world because it's my little secret. There they have Moscato. It's called Winking Owl Moscato, and it's like $287 a bottle. Or I don't even know how much it is, $269 a bottle. And I literally want to buy, like Luke seriously is like, just buy a case of it. Who cares? Because during this apocalypse, that's all. And I can probably hear somebody like gasping right now, like, oh my gosh, you should be buying. We have all the necessities. We're good. If I want my $2 wine bottle that really doesn't have much alcohol in it anyway, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to live my best life. Okay, everyone. I love you all. Have a wonderful day. And if you are looking for some like relief from all of this craziness, pop open a bottle of wine, message me, and we can talk one-on-one about this crazy stuff. Or if you want me to promote your business, small business, um, there are outlets that is really exciting in our community. And the same people that were there for the 2008 flood, I feel like, are promoting this community like togetherness, which is a great time to do this. We used to be able to like connect, like on a social level, like face to face. And, and I remember we would have events or, you know, it was during the summer where people were out talking about it face to face. Now we have like Facebook lives, things like that. So if you want to get on a podcast with me, I would love to have you, um, send me a DM just send me a message, you know, on how you like the um, things that I'm maybe can help you with on a more um, like, I don't know what level to call it. I don't know. So I'm trying not to get too woo-woo here, but, and I'm very a practical person. I really am from eight thirty in the morning till two o'clock. I'm very practical. I'm focused and that's my goal. And then from there, I have a little gap where I do my whole like real housewives binge (laughs) and then, you know, then I start like really feeling thankful for my life and taking a break. Maybe I take too many breaks at night, but, um, yeah, it is all energy. You guys, it really is. And I can tell you from a, um, relationship standpoint, we've been up and down, I don't know how many rivers, paddling you know against the current in my relationship so if you I could I have a story for probably every I could write a book really honestly so all right again love you stay tuned hopefully everybody is having a wonderful week and just stay positive okay bye until the next TLC therapy time